Um, <clears throat> I want to talk about being consistent in, er- in every single area of our life. Cool? Cool. That's what I want to preach about tonight. You guys up for that? Yes. Um, yeah, it's early, right? It's kind of early. Heck yeah, it's early. <laughs> so I'm not going to preach for very long because I want to do something at the end, okay? Nothing weird, don't worry. Nothing's ever weird in this place, yes? Yeah. Why? Why is nothing ever weird in this place? Tell me why. Tell me why. The levels of weird are so high. No, 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 no. That's a wrong answer. Why is nothing ever weird in this place? Almost. Because it's Jesus' meeting. If I try to take the reins on this meeting, it's going to get weird. But if it's Jesus, it's not going to be weird. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be lovely. Yes? Yes. If Blake tries to take a hold of this meeting, it's going to get weird. But if it's Jesus' meeting, it's impossible for it to be. Do you understand that? Okay. When the Lord walks into a place, He does what He wants. Whether it means... He spits in, in the mud and, may, and heals somebody's eyes, whether he spits in somebody's mouth. It's the Lord's way. Mm-hmm. Yes? yes? And it's not weird. Cool? cool? If you think that's weird, you think Jesus is weird. Right? One of, my, one of my favorite pastors says it this way. When Jesus cast a demon out of somebody in Scripture, it wasn't, all the, it wasn't like this. Demon, get out. Oh, I feel better now. That was the two people. Do you understand what I mean? Like, oh, wow, that was very, very level, very even. Uh, I don't feel very, uh, I just feel better. You know, it wasn't like that. It's a manifestation, right? It's weird. Yes? You understand what I'm saying? It wasn't like a business meeting and signing a contract and saying, cool, that deed is done. It was sealed and it was marked for the rest of history. Do you understand this? Mm-hmm. Jesus hailed, healed a paralytic man. It was instantly and he got up and, pray, and praised. Yes? Mm-hmm. When Jesus healed Lazarus, <laughs> he didn't come out with a suit on. Can you imagine being there? When Jesus walked, or sorry, when Lazarus walked out of the tomb, you imagine being there? He did not come out with a suit on and said, that was very, that was cool, that was amazing, great, all right. I'm going to go back to my normal day to day. I want to talk about that tonight. You've heard this story a thousand times, but you don't know it. Cool? Cool. I want to tell you a scripture that you've read a thousand times, the true meaning behind it, and how we can Relate it to our lives instantly and never be the same for the rest of our lives. Okay? I don't know where we're going to preach out of. I don't know which gospel we're going to preach out of yet, but the Lord will tell me in a second. Okay? Sound good? Yeah. I love you guys. You guys know that? Yeah. Good. I know. Thanks. Only Andrew does. Mm. All right, who knows more than Jaden? Come on. Come on. Oh, Thomas. Who's got it more than Thomas? <laughs> no, but seriously, I love you guys. I'm so glad that you guys are all here. Okay? Um, why? Because we're talking about Jesus tonight. 
Not for my ego, not for my pride, but because we're talking about Jesus tonight. And it's going to be beautiful. Do you understand that? Do you guys understand that Jesus is beautiful? And it's not weird calling a man beautiful? (laughs) He's just gorgeous, you know? He is lovely. He's almighty. He's strong. He's full of power. And he wants a divine relationship with you. Right? Different than anybody else's in the room. Just designed for you. You know? Isn't that cool? That's what Jeremiah 29, 11 actually means. It's not just to help you in the storms of your life. No, it's actually He cares enough about you that He has divine plans just for you. Divine plans just for you that nobody else can fulfill except for you. Unless you're disobedient and then He's got to call on somebody else. And then he's got to rewrite that plan. And you don't want to cause the Lord more work, do you? (laughs) Cool. Obedience is such an important thing when we follow the Lord. Being people of our word is such an important thing with the Lord. We're going to talk about Peter denying the Lord three times tonight. Right? Do you guys know this story? Yeah? Yeah? All, all my church people know this. All my untainted people don't know it, and I love you more. Just joking. Kind of. Okay. So, I want to turn to Luke 22, verse 54. 54? Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot of verses. All right, you guys don't think that's cool. That's a lot. Luke 22. It's not a prophet either. She whiz. Luke had a lot to say. Yeah, that's crazy. Cool. Everybody there? When you're there, say Madison. All right, so I kind of want to take you through this story where Peter denies Jesus and then talk about kind of what happens after and what happens for the rest of history. Okay? Ready? Lord, I pray that you would illuminate your word to us right now. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would let these words jump off the page tonight and that they would land in our heart and that we would never be the same because of you, Lord. Not anything that I said, not anything that we thought up, but just because of you, Holy Spirit. Jesus' name. Verse 54. Then they seized him. Sorry, just got a little something. Then they seized him and lied him away, bringing him into the highest priest's house. Actually, let's not start here. Let's go back a little bit. (laughs) Welcome to the home. Here it is. Okay, go to 22, verse 31. All right. Say Madison when you're there. Sorry. Okay. So 31. Ready? Yeah. Verse. <laughs> All right. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sit like, uh, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Peter said, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. And Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, 
The rooster will not crow this day until you deny him three times, or deny that you know me three times. Okay? You know this, yes? Okay? So they were all sitting at a table, all sitting around with each other, and then Jesus speaks up. It's in red in my Bible. If you don't have a Bible that has red, I'm sorry. But that's what Jesus is saying. He has this word for Peter and says, you're going to deny me three times, and then you're going to hear a rooster crow. What is this called? This is prophetic. Yeah, it's prophetic. Why? Because it's a foretelling of what's going to happen. Right? It's beautiful. Jesus has this prophetic word that's not so encouraging. <laughs> yes? Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. Not all prophetic is very encouraging. Yeah. Do you understand that? Yeah. Right? Even over Peter. Hey, Peter was the guy who Jesus looked at in the eye and said, You are the man I'm going to build my house on. Oh, even Peter. Got a prophetic word saying, you're actually going to deny me three times, and then a rooster's going to crow. I uh, don't know about the rooster. Just don't ask me. I don't know. Okay? I don't know why a rooster had to crow. Okay? But isn't it interesting? Right? Jesus is supposed to be this little lamb holder. He's supposed to rock babies to sleep. But then he brings this heat. He brings this message to Peter. And can you imagine can you imagine hearing that? And then right after, or right before he heard this, he said, Lord, I will go to you, go with you to prison and to death. And then Jesus says, actually, you're going you're gonna to deny me three times. Ooh, right? That hurts a little bit. Right? We've heard this saying called talk is cheap. Yes? Yes. Talk is cheap. It is. I could tell you anything, and I could never follow through on any of it. Right? We don't like those kind of people, correct? <laughs> I don't like them. I really like those kind of people. I need that support, you know? I can rely on them. I can trust. Right? That's good. That is a good thing. That's a good characteristic that you should carry. Yes? When you say something, do it. Cool? All right, so that's lesson one. There's your one point, first point, if you want that kind of sermon. Um, <laughs> you guys with me tonight? You okay? Yes. You sure? Just trying to hold back the laughter. Cool. So, yeah. So, when you say you're going to do something, make sure you hold it up. Okay? I'm not bashing Peter yet. Okay? But. What, his, what happens next is incredible. Okay, so now turn to 54. Verse 54, same chapter, yes? Okay, verse 54 says, uh, she's on the move. Okay, cool, thank you. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house. And Peter was following at a distance. Who is he? Who is he? Jesus. Jesus. Yes? We all on the same page there? Yeah. <laughs> She'll get comfy. Give me one. Just give her a second. Don't look at her. Oh, yeah. She was dog. Yep. Here you go. A couple more circles. 
There you go. Oh, good dog. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. And Peter was following him at a distance. And when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat down among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the light and looking closely at him, said, This man also was with him. Verse 57. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. Verse 58. And a little later, someone else saw him and said, You are one of them. And Peter said, Man, I am not. Verse 59. And after an interval of about an hour, still another insisted, saying, Certainly this man also was with him, for he too is a Galilean. And then Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, a rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter, and Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he, had, how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. So I want to kind of talk through this a little bit. Alright, so the prophetic obviously came to fruition. Why? Because it's Jesus. Because it's Jesus. Yeah, perfect. Thank you, Thomas. It's Jesus. And Jesus, who is the Word, right? He made the Word. He is the Word. His Word does not come back void. Yes, it does not come back void. It will never come back void. Correct? Yeah. So, when He says something, He actually means it, like we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yes? Okay. So, then Peter walked in that prophetic. Dang it. (laughs) Right? Dang it. But we can learn from it. Yes? Cool. Now I want to fast forward. I want to go to another scripture. And then I'll kind of make this all why we're talking about this. Um, Okay. Now turn to Luke 24, verse 36. Can you guys see okay? Yeah. Not really? Cool. Thanks for letting me know. (laughs) Is that better? It's better for me, man. Here's a side note. I used to eat a lot of carrots, and there's a picture of me as a baby, and I had an orange nose because I ate so many carrots. Truth or lie? Is that a question or a statement? Well, one of them is a sin. Ooh. Ooh. So, what do you think I'm telling? The truth. Or he's We've all fallen. <laughs> okay. Ver, uh, Luke 24, verse, uh, what did I say, 36? 36. Cool. I'm going to read this start to, uh, start to finish, okay? And is they, everybody there? Cool. Let me know if I'm moving too fast. I got a lot to say tonight. As they were talking about these things, Jesus stood himself among them and said, Peace be with you. But they were startled and frightened, and they thought they saw a spirit. Huh? What? Okay, let's keep going. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? Why do you doubters arise? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that is I myself touch me. Sorry, that is me. Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. 
And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they were in, dis- in disbelief for the joy, they were marveled and said to him, have you, have you anything here to eat? Jesus said this. I love that. Isn't that awesome? It's like, hey, look it. I'm back. Look at my scars. I'm hungry, though. Just fought off demons, and I'm hungry now. Okay, verse 42. They gave him a piece of broiled fish. Okay. Then he took it and ate it before them. And he said, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you. And everything written about me is law of Moses. And the, and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Did you see that? Isn't that interesting, the verbiage there? Then he opened their minds to understand the scripture. I think that's incredible. And said to them, thus it is written... From the Christ should, that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. And the repentance and the forgiveness of the sins should be proclaimed in his name to all the nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And I behold, I am sending you the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Okay? So he reappeared. He's back. And now we're going to turn, I know a lot of, Father's power, yes. Yep, the Spirit of God. Correct. Now we're going to turn to John 21. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Say Madison when you're there. John 21, verse 1. Okay? This reads, and then you're going to listen to me talk for a little bit, okay? You okay? You guys good with it? Yeah. Okay. After this, Jesus revealed him to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias and revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter and Thomas, Nathaniel and Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. <laughs> I'm going fishing. Right? Anybody fishing here? Yeah? Do you guys do? Cool. Only with the boys. So, what I want to show you here, do you understand what Peter used to do? Oh, good. We know the word. Look at that. We know this. We've read the Gospels. Good. I'm so proud. Okay, so he was a fisherman. Isn't it interesting? We'll talk about this more. Isn't it interesting that he said, all of a sudden, I've walked with Jesus, I followed Jesus, I gave my entire life up for Jesus, and now screw it, I'm going fishing. What's this sound like? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like resorting back to your old self. Some people, if, you're, if you like Christianese, it's called backslidden. Backsliding, right? Following Jesus, I have these incredible moments with Jesus. I'm in the presence with Jesus. And then all of a sudden, I'm going back. Going back. I'm just going to go fish. Okay? You understand this? Do you? It's not good to then 
once you're with Jesus and then you don't feel him anymore, whatever that means. Did you see my air quotes? If I don't feel him anymore to then say, well, I'll just go back to what I was doing. Do you understand what I'm talking about tonight? Okay. Hey, don't be dumb. Really, don't be dumb. Once you've encountered Jesus, once you've tasted and seen his goodness, stay with him. Okay? Even if you don't feel him, quote-unquote, feel him. I have to say quote-unquote because I always forget to do that with the podcast. Then I listen back to it and I'm like, should have said quote-unquote. So quote-unquote, feel him. If you don't feel him, that's the best time to go run to him. Do you understand that? Do you actually understand that? Run to him. Run to his word. Run to your memories with him called testimonies. We call them testimonies. Yes? Run to him. Okay? Cool. We'll talk about it more in a second. And he said, I'm going fishing. And they said, we'll go with you too. Hey, once you backslide, you're encouraging your friends to go backslide too. Do you understand this? Oh, cool. Hey, he's going fishing. We'll join him. Screw it. Yeah? You understand this? Cool. We will go with you. They went out, got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. That's great. Which we'll talk about in a second. Verse 4. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, Children, do you have any fish? They answered, No. <laughs> he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat and you'll get some. You understand when Jesus says something, it never comes back void. Okay? They don't understand it's Jesus yet. Right? Did you pick that up? They don't know that it's Jesus yet. Okay? All right. And they cast it, and now they weren't able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. That disciple who Jesus most loved, therefore, said to Peter, It is the Lord. (laughs) When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and threw himself into the water. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far away from the land, but about a hundred yards off. When they got out on the land, they saw a charcoal fire in place, with fish laid out on it, and bread. Verse 9, or sorry, verse, what was it? I just lost my place. Verse 10, Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish. Full of large fish, 153 of them. (laughs) It's a lot of fish. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? (laughs) They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and with the fish. And now for the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. Okay, cool. So we understand the setting here. I'll talk about it all in a second. I want to read one more chunk. Okay. Verse 15. 
And when he had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, Feed my lambs. Verse 16. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, Tend my sheep. And he said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he had said it a third time. Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. And now you're old and you will stretch out your hands and will dress and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. And after saying this, he just, he just said to him, follow me. Okay, so do we understand what all happened in this? Okay, not only did Jesus foretell what Peter was about to do in his denial, and then that came to fruition, yes? But then on this shore, he gave him the opportunity to come back and gave him three chances to repent and redeem. Do you understand this? Okay. What I want to kind of talk about in lieu of this is where was Peter in the foretelling? Where was he? Come on, come on, come on. Where was he? What's the setting? Who was, who was around him? What happened? Oh, he's with all the disciples. He's with all the disciples, correct? Cool. Now, where was he when he did, actually did the denying? He was in the prison. He was in what? In the prison where Jesus was. Yeah, he was in public. Yeah. Now, where was he on the shore? With the Yes. So, I want to kind of set the scene. He was in the presence of the Lord, then wasn't. Then was in the presence of the Lord. Okay, do you understand this so far? Let me shed a little bit more light on it, okay? Who was Peter in the presence of the Lord? A guy who said, I will be locked up for you or, and I will be put to death with you. Who was he in public? A guy who said, I don't know him. Who was he on the shore? I love you, I love you, I love you. Who are you in the presence of Jesus? Who are you in public? Who are you in the presence of Jesus? I want to talk about consistency tonight and being consistent in all areas of your life where it's Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The cool thing is that we have the Spirit of God living inside of us. Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the living God dwelling inside of us. We have access to the presence of God wherever we go. Do you understand that? Peter did not have this luxury. He was not baptized yet. With the Spirit, right? He didn't have the indwelling. Why? Because Pentecost hasn't happened. Right, this is before Pentecost. 
This is before Acts 2, correct? That's when Holy Spirit fell and dwelt, correct? Okay, Peter didn't have this. So when he was with Jesus, he was in the presence of Jesus. Do you understand that, right? Not this mystical thing that maybe you've chalked it up to be, okay? He's literally in the presence of Jesus. Just like when we're in the presence of Jesus, he's a person, he's actually in the room, like he's in the room tonight, yes? That weirds you out? Sorry, you're at the wrong meeting. Um, He's in the room, he's Lord, he's omnipresent, he's omnipotent, he's everywhere, he rules, reigns. Do you understand this? So, who are you in public and who are you in the presence of Jesus? This is a tough, tough question to answer because we're probably not very proud of it. (laughs) Who am I at work? Who am I at school? And then who am I at the home? Who am I at church? Who am I in Christian places? Do I have this facade? that I put on just for Christian places? Or am I constant with Jesus? I don't ever want the Lord to ask me if I love Him. I don't want to go through that. I really, really don't. Unless He won't ask me once, and I'll answer it. But if it's three times, that will be misery for me. Right? But just so I'm not just so I'm not telling you anything out of line, when he asks the three times, all of those loves are different words. Does that make sense? Because uh, the Bible was written in Hebrew. It's um oh shoot. Agape philemon or something the fillet, something like that, and then the other one. It was three kinds of loves. One is a friend, one is a Lord, and one is a, like a Savior or something like that. Don't quote me on that. Do a little bit more study on that. But they all are different. They're all different. Do you love me as a friend? Do you love me as a brother? Do you love me as this? Do you love me as that? Fill in the blanks, whatever it is in your life. Right? Because when he denied him three times, he gave him opportunity to bring it back, to repent. Right? That's what Jesus does in your life too. Do you understand that? Yeah. When you deny him in in your public places, like you do. (laughs) Did you hear me? Like you do. Okay. It's okay. It really is. You're in good company because every single person in this room does it, including me. I struggle with this still. I'm not high and mighty just because I'm telling you about Jesus tonight. Okay. I'm a real human being and I mess up. Cool? Just not as much. I'm just joking. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm totally joking. Come on. Okay. But like, (laughs) but seriously, like we all mess up. We all fall short of the glory of God. Yes. Or else we wouldn't need Jesus. (laughs) Okay. We wouldn't need him if we were perfect, but I'm going to strive for it. I am. I'm going to strive for it. And I want to be consistent. Don't you? You want to be consistent with the Lord? Right. I'm sorry if you feel the presence more here than you do in your bedroom. I I actually am grieved for you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you feel the Lord more here or in your other church or wherever you feel the Lord most on the top of a mountain. If you're into that. 
than you do walking down the hallway at school. I'm sorry, but turn it around. Figure it out. He's everywhere. And actually, he's inside of you. So, like, pay attention. Do you understand that things will be unleashed because of you being consistent with the Lord? Right? What does this look like? What's this look like? Somebody tell me what this looks like in their school, in their workplace, on your, uh, on your sports team. What's this look like? Can anybody even tell me in this room? Yes. Sorry, I'm confused about it. Being consistent with the Lord. What's it look like? Loving everyone. Loving everyone? Cool. It's good. Keeping your set on Jesus throughout the entire time. Tell me what that means. I, I've, I've already addressed that making, vague concept. Making sure that the decisions you make are in His name and not the people you're Yeah, in. following the will of God. Yeah, what else? What's this look like? Never being like troubled by like uh, frustration or like irritation, anything like that, anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Having a Alpha and Omega perspective. Mm-hmm. Yes? What else? Quiet time? What's that mean? Like, secret time with the Lord. Okay. Like, at your school, you're going to do that? At your workplace? I'm like, dang, you're holy. That's great. Yeah. I think it's seeing the need and doing it before somebody else asking your boss or anybody else. Exactly. Yep. He came to serve, not to be served. Yeah. What else? Come on, keep up, come, keep up, come. Living out your morals and convictions. Living out morals and what? Convictions. Yeah, yeah. Understanding the conviction of the Holy Spirit on your life. And if He says don't go, don't go right, then don't go right. Go left, <laughs> or go where He wants. No, what He says, right? <laughs> he could be telling you to go to diagonal or something. <laughs> Yeah, like a 43 degree. Yeah, 40. Get your, get your protractor out. To be the light to those who are don't know the Lord. Like if they're saying a joke that Jesus would not laugh into, you shouldn't ever laugh with them. Okay. Not compromising on your beliefs, like Addie said. Yeah. Not, what else? Not being afraid to speak the Lord to people. <clears throat> Correct. Yeah. What's the Holy Spirit doing in your life? Convict. What else? Coaching. What else? Reveals the Father. Actually reveals Jesus, but I understand what you meant. What else? He heals. Do you understand that he heals? He's the Holy Spirit. He's not the face of God. Jesus is. We'll get it. We'll get it. What else does the Holy Spirit do? He brings prophetic. He brings encouragement. What are the seven fruits of the Spirit? Somebody sing the song. Oh, I can't sing the song. Sing them. Cool. I don't think faith is one, is it? I think it's just something that we should live with. Cool. Okay, that's great. Yeah, live with the fruits of the Spirit. That's what this means. We could do all of the right things without the fruit of the Spirit. Oh, did you hear it? We can do all of the right things without the Spirit of God. 
don't. <laughs> Do it with him. It'll be more fun. Do it with him, or else you'll catch no fish. Do it with him, and you'll have 153 fish in a net that should only carry 20 or something like that. Do you understand this? This is how the kingdom of God works. If you're consistent, don't go back to your old ways. Don't go back to who, who you think is cool. Don't go back to your jacked up reputation that you've created at school or whatever it is. Stay consistent with the Lord. I guarantee, I guarantee that everything around you will change. You understand this? Why? Why do I believe this? Because in Acts 2, when Pentecost happened, Peter was the guy who spoke up and said, Hey, this is what's happening. We need to be like that. Okay? Hey, it's okay to mess up. It's okay. Right? Peter messed up. It's cool. We can look at his life and say, wow, he really messed up. But he redeemed it. And then he walked in the prophetic over his life of you are going to be the man that I build my church on. Do you understand this? Do you understand this? We have to stop being this person here in the glory and this person here in your flesh. He didn't call us to be people of flesh. The Bible talks about it a lot. If you read it, you'd know. Yeah? Like seriously, he talked. Holy Spirit tells you so much. Hey, stop living in your flesh. Live with me. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Just like Ephesians 5 says. Walk in the Spirit. What a concept. Do it. If you don't know how, ask Him. Jesus said, I only speak what the Father tells me to speak. I only do what the Father tells me to do. Are we there? Let's do that. Imagine where you would be with the Lord. Because that's what Peter did. Then Peter was one of those guys who was walking into into the temple, and there was a lame man down here, and he said, I don't have silver and gold. Look at me. I don't have it. But what I do have, rise up and walk in the name of Jesus Christ. That is what you can walk in. Aren't you guys kind of sick of hearing about this? And don't you want to do it? You know, we talk about this so much of living in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, being a Holy Spirit move of people. Being a Jesus people. Aren't you sick of hearing about it? And don't you want to experience it? I want to be like the Peters and the Pauls. And the Timothys. And the Stephens and the Phillips. All in the scripture. I want to be like those guys. Who figured it out. And who walked in the spirit. And he said, Lord, I have, your, I have my ear to you. I have my ear to you. Wouldn't it be cool to see somebody healed in your high school? Wouldn't it be really cool to see somebody healed in your workplace? Wouldn't it be cool just to be with somebody and just pray over them? No agenda. Just pray over them. Just bless them. 
Wouldn't it be cool to just be so in tune with the Lord where he says, hey, give him a hundred bucks. And you just know. Cool, I'll do it, Lord. I'll make it happen, Lord. Wouldn't it be great? What if we had hands open and said, Lord, everything in my life, I'm going to give to you. Right? I'm going to give it to you. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful that I'm not promoting my church, but I'm promoting your obedience in your life? Right? Isn't that beautiful? Do you understand that Jesus created his own church wherever he went? Do you understand that you have that same capacity because you have the Spirit living inside of you? I want people to be so expectant that the Lord is going to move in my life that they're intimidated by me. I really want that. I want you guys driving to this place intimidated because you don't want words of knowledge and your mail read. So you're repenting the whole entire drive here. I want that. Do you? Do you? This only comes with consistency. Right? We all know friends who are flaky. We do. We know them. And we can't rely on them. They're here one moment. They're like, oh, yeah, that's my best friend. They're pointing at you. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's not my best friend anymore. We don't like people like that. Correct? Still love them. We don't like them, though. Yeah, we understand? Yeah? Okay? We don't like it. Imagine how the Lord feels. He actually gave a life for you. He gave His Son's life for you so that you could walk in union with Him. In union with Him. Not union, union, not that. Just straight up union. Some of you walk with the Lord like this. Up and down and up and down and up and down. And it's just, what are we doing? And I walk in this place and I'm holier than thou and I've got everything figured out. And mm, Stop it. You don't have everything figured out and it's okay. But when you do, walk in it. Okay? Like, you don't have anybody to impress here. You're not going to impress me. I'm just going to be impressed by the Lord. I'm going to be impressed by the Lord, by His work through you. Right? And so will all of you. If you're impressed by somebody else in this ministry, I'm sorry, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. It's cool to give honor. The Scripture talks about honor all the time and encouragement all the time. But... When I see a move of God, I say, thank you, Lord, not thank you, Katie. <laughs> right? That's not the way it goes. How silly would that be? <laughs> be consistent with the Lord. Right? Can I say it anymore? I could, but would it resonate anymore if I said it more? Be consistent with Him. Seriously. How to be consistent? Obedience, 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 obedience. How can I be obedient? Communion, communion, communion. Not just this communion. Okay? Some people think communion is only some bread and juice. No. Communion is union with Jesus. Right? I can only take of that if I have union with Jesus. Do you understand this? Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad that we understand this. 
Because this, this can either be a message that changes everything in your life, or it can be a message that just pisses you off and you run the other way. Don't go back to fishing. Don't go back to fishing. You've, you've heard too much. You've experienced too much. Especially if you've been here for a long time. You've experienced way too much to go back to fishing. Right? Do you understand this? Like 100% understand this. Because when you go back to fishing, there's going to be people in this room who go back to fishing with you. And I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to have it. I'll be really pissed off, actually. Right? Some of you know more than others. Right? I will be very, very upset. Because we've worked way too hard for this. We've worked way too hard to have Holy Spirit meetings. Right? Mm -hmm. We can't go back to fishing. We can't run away. I, understand, I kind of understand why they went back to fishing because they didn't have the infilling. But I could even do an argument with that because Jesus breathed on him and said, Receive my spirit. So Maybe they did have an infilling. What I'm trying to say is don't do it. Be consistent with the Lord. Okay? Hold your hands out just like this. Nothing, nothing mystical or anything, okay? It's just an act of receiving. I just don't believe on with people sitting on hands. I just want to pray over you, and then I want to break um, and do one last thing for like 15 minutes, okay? So, Lord, I just pray that you would mark us for the rest of our lives with this message. I pray that you would saturate this truth and we wouldn't look anywhere else. But we'd stay focused on you, stay consistent with you. Even when trials come our way, Lord, may we run to your kingdom, run to your throne room, run to your worship even more. And even when mountaintop experiences, glory moments happen, may we still stay constant with you. Lord, may we be like the, the psalmist who said, my cup runneth over. May we be that kind of people. Would we receive so much from you, Lord, that we can pour it out. Pour it out, pour it out, over and over My cup runneth over. I declare that over every single heart in this room. Every single person in this room, I declare it. Their cup runneth over in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, we just love you. We thank you that we can have conversations like this. We thank you that we can walk in a truer obedience from this moment on. And Lord, I pray that you would increase your conviction, increase your call of obedience over our lives, and increase in us in a whole nother level. That we would taste and see that you are good first, 
so that the entire world can taste and see that you are good as well. Lord, we seal all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.